So I've been thinking that maybe <laughs> we've been limiting ourselves by just saying ghost all the time. And that we, and so I looked up in Power Thesaurus, which is one of my favorite. <laughs> is that a book? It's a website. Oh, cool. Power Thesaurus. I looked up ghost and I'm going to read some options off to you. <laughs> Phantom Ooh. or phantasm, spirit, wraith, spook, specter, apparition, a haunt or a, or if you're from like the Gothic South, haint, <laughs> revenant, oh. vision, and maybe my favorite, bogey. <laughs> so bogey. which of these, which of these kind of resonates with you? Oh, Any um, of them? I love spirit. All right. Spirit. Uh, each of those words may, like brings like a certain image to mind. Like wraith it seems does. like really scary. Like yes, wraith seems evil. Um, Phantom. I think of Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yes, Fan- I don't know what the difference between phantom and phantasm is. Mm, yeah, yeah. So I like spirit as well, and we're gonna try to think about that version of ghost today. When we do, I think it's very appropriate for our location that we're talking about today, which is <gasps> at the Minneapolis Institute of Arts, known as MIA, located at 2400 Third Avenue South. Specifically, there are a lot of ghosty things going on at MIA, but today we're going to concentrate on. The period rooms. <laughs> yes. Yes, the period <laughs> rooms. And I like to think there's probably people right now saying, what the heck is a period room? <laughs> yeah. So we're going to start there. And the best definition I found is from the Metropolitan Museum of Arts website, which says that a period room is an immersive interior that tells the story of domestic architecture and furnishings of a specific time period. So basically a period room is a gallery within a museum that's furnished to look like a room from the past using objects from that time period. So that when you, museum visitor, step into this room and view or view it from the threshold, you feel like you're stepping into the past. (laughs) Yeah, it does feel like that. And an important point I found... um, was from a blog post on Mia's website, 2014, that pointed out that period rooms are a construction of reality, not preserved in amber. Oh. And I feel like the construction of reality <laughs> is a very important point. And Mia has a number of period rooms. Um, they actually have some from Asia. They also have Europe and America. And today we're focusing on the European and American rooms, which are located on the third floor. So here's what we've got. I'm going to read them off the all-star cast of period rooms. (laughs) We've got the Tudor room circa 1600. Mm -hmm. We've got the Grand Salon from a Parisian hotel, 1730s. We've got 
the Queen Anne room, early 1700s, England. Now, notice I'm not reading these in any kind of order, which, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have them in like chronological order. Um, Georgian drawing room, 1740. Connecticut room, <gasps> mid 1700s. Duluth living room, 1906. I believe there's also a, I don't, a Providence parlor or there's some kind of store set up. Yes. I think it's, not, like, it's, uh, it's meant to recreate like, um, or represent like the shipping industry out of Rhode Island. So yeah, it looks like a store, like it has a hanging sign and, um, yeah, I don't think there's actually any, no, um, you no. any old furniture in there it's nope. more just like information and they yes. used to have they used to have like some cool like spices in there like little like a little it was maybe for kids but I liked it you could like pull out a drawer and like see what different spices and things were right were, like so, were imported and exported so we're not talking we're not <laughs> talking one. about that one nope. today just the other we're skipping that we're talking about these other period rooms and Several of these rooms come up when people talk about paranormal or ghosts or spiritual spirit <laughs> encounters yeah. at Mia. And on Mia's website, there's a page that includes an audio tour that was made in like 2008 or 2009. It's called Haunted Mia. So they're leaning in. Leaning in. Um, like so it. you can read or hear about the Grand Salon, the Tudor Room, the Georgian Drawing Room. They're all there. But the most talked about is the Connecticut Room. Yikes. Gallery 331. Um, That's Gallery 331 is the name of my horror story. (laughs) Yes. I was just thinking that it would be like a great. A haunted museum. Gallery 331. (laughs) I can see it written in like a bloody script. (laughs) So, Okay. Here's the local history, very brief local history about these period rooms. So the some of the earliest period rooms there, of which the Connecticut room is one, were constructed in the 1920s and early 30s, and they're dedicated to a specific person. Yeah. Oh. The Connecticut room is dedicated to former Minneapolis residents resident Josephine Kuhn. Hmm. K-O-O-N. Okay. So you might, so if you go there, you'll see it's also known as the Josephine Kuhn Memorial Room. Why Hmm. is it Connecticut Room? It's not clear. But who was Josephine Kuhn? I don't know. She was the widow (laughs) of Judge Martin Kuhn. She was a wealthy, connected person. Who died tragically on June 18th, 1922, age 71, when the Lafayette Club at Lake Minnetonka burned to the ground. Whoa. She and Miss Lucy Gilbert, who was the head of the art department at the Minneapolis Public Library, died in the fire. (gasps) It was a hotel uh, located on the on Lake Minnetonka, and there, there was the night of the fire. Forty to fifty guests escaped in their night apparel 
<laughs> but Josephine and Lucy died. Oh. So in 1929, Imagine. Josephine's friends decided to create a memorial for her at the <laughs> Minneapolis Institute of Art. There's no mention of Lucy getting any kind of memorial. Mm. So apparently she wasn't an insider. She wasn't wealthy. I don't know why the Connecticut room is dedicated to her, but how it started was there was a wooden fireplace wall with molded panels that was donated to the museum. Mm. And this comes from a rural house built in the mid 1700s near New Haven, Connecticut. This house no longer exists Mm -hmm. because they, they built a dam. It, it, they, raised the house to the ground in 1929 mm-hmm. to create a reservoir that's now Lake Gellard. <clears throat> so you could not go see this house. This house does not exist. And in fact, it is underwater. The plate, the land Whoa. where it used to yeah. be was underwater. So they so have the this- fireplace or the, the molding around the fireplace came from that. Yes. The oh. wall. So like it's the wooden, fireplace wall and it has panels and it, it runs the length of there's a fireplace in the room and then there's it runs the length of the room that's really what they had they built the room around this paneling isn't it a little macabre that like she died in a fire and they're like how are we gonna honor our friends i never hey. thought of that until this moment how about this fireplace <laughs> oh my god well Maybe there was more going on. Like it sounded like if she was uh, wealthy or very involved. Um, I think that they were just thinking like, let's make a cool room for our friend. (laughs) Why the 1700s? I mean, if I ever die in a fire (laughs) and you are charged with making a memorial for me, will you please pick something that's more like, to my taste. Although we don't yes. know. Maybe Josephine was, this was her, maybe that was her jam. Like yeah. furniture maybe, and interiors right. from the 1700s. Right. So that, she, that might have been, yeah. Might have been her jam. We don't interest. know. There's really no way of knowing. But they had this wall and they added three white stucco walls around it, Got thus it. creating a room. Mm-hmm. And it's interpreted as a parlor and bedroom. Known as the Connecticut Room. So let's talk a little bit more about what this room looks like. Oh boy, yeah. It's small, mm-hmm. kind of dark. Yeah, has a low ceiling. This low ceiling is also a nod to the period, and I they call it out when you read about this room. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Hey, check out the low ceiling," <laughs> which adds to the creepiness factor. It does. It does feel like it's kind of oppressive when you're in this space. It has. The room has several wooden chairs, including a child's chair to the right of the fireplace. There's a tea table, a cupboard, a mirror, two portraits on the wall. One is a girl named Abigail, Abigail Gowen. Oh, I didn't know. We, you found I mean, out their names. Well, That's it's really in the cool. room. What's in the room? Okay. From 1763. The other is a woman named Mary Croswell. And both portraits are attributed to Joseph Badger, Hmm. an American portrait painter who lived from 1708 to 1765. But the star of the show in this room is the bed. It's the bed. It's all about the bed. 
it is about the bed. <laughs> the bed, For me, it's all about the bed. <laughs> the bed is maybe twin-sized or full-sized. It has mm-hmm. It's a four-poster, and it's draped with bed hangings. So these are these are curtains. There's a one across the top. Then there's curtains on all sides that can be closed. And there's the draping over the top. So this would have this would have provided warmth during those chilly 1700s <laughs> nights. Like yeah, it's New not, England nights. It's not just a creepy thing. It's actually like serves a purpose. Yes. The wall hangings. I mean, these bed hangings are black. <laughs> They're black. They have no pattern. They're just black. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming this is a historically correct choice. Yeah. The bed is pushed into the corner of the room, and the ceiling is very low. Yeah. And I we will so- have a photo of the bed on Instagram oh, yeah, so everyone can will. see <laughs> why when you come into the room. Yeah. I mean, I, you just you gravitate. Your eye goes to the bed. It's like this... Kind of a looming presence. Yeah. I think something that makes it feel smaller too is like it's it's a little hard to find. Like most of the other period rooms are like off the main drag kind of hallway. Right. And this one is like you have to go in. You go like in a little side hallway and then it's there like in the corner. Yes. I don't know. So there isn't yeah. as much light maybe even coming in. Not from windows necessarily, but yeah. just from other. I mean, there's the no museum. light. There's no attempt to some of the other period rooms have fake windows and then <laughs> yeah, they, they do. and then they have lighting that is right. to simulate daylight so that you feel like oh there's light coming in this window. This room has no windows, not even like fake windows. No, no fake windows. Um and there's no sources of other light, so it feels very um it's very closed off. It's very quiet. It is off the... There's no... If you want to find this room, you got to find the room. <laughs> you do. Yep. So, so yes. Yeah, so, then you've got the bed and there's a child's chair that I mentioned next to the fireplace. Yeah. So, the, the information that's available on this chair is that it's New York City or Bur- Bergen or Bergen County. Sorry, I don't know how to say it. New Jersey. Child's chair, 1760 to 1810. That's a huge span of years. Mm-hmm. Painted wood and rush seat donated to the room, 1929, mm. for Josephine Kuhn. Oh, boy. Did so, she have any kids? You know, I did not. Oh. I did not investigate that. But so her husband was had already passed. He was mm. a well-known judge okay that's right who i mean i didn't want to dig too deep but he seemed to have some you know he's like had colonial um connections like Mm. way 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 back okay yeah maybe that was prominent families coming together and being rich together (laughs) maybe that's why (laughs) she was interested in that era new england yeah oh true so they might have had like Colonial east times. east coast ties been mm-hmm. interested in that mm-hmm. time period perhaps yes yeah um well memorials have changed a lot and <laughs> <laughs> although i guess like families now will still uh like, yeah. you still see galleries that yes. are like in mem- in memory but yeah not necessarily a room rooms but you know we had now but 
the museum had room to spare back in 1929 and probably uh, she and her husband had donated a lot of money. Mm. And so she got her room. Yeah. So what has happened in this room? (gasps) Tell me. Oh my goodness. I know how I feel about it. (laughs) So this bed is the source of dread for a lot of people. Um, Some feel it's an ominous presence. Um, in the in the 2009 virtual haunted tour of Mia um, video, and then there's a Flickr account. There's a lot of things from guards coming into the room to find all the curtains on the bed shut when they're supposed Mm-mm. to be open. Mm-mm. I want to say, though, that's probably just people messing around. <sighs> probably. I mean, probably. teens pulling the curtains <laughs> shut. There's a feeling of being watched. Um, there was a report of a shadowy figure in the doorway. Mm. Mm. And in 2009, paranormal investigators spent time at Mia. They determined the Connecticut room is the most haunted room <laughs> in the museum. They said there was oh. evidence in their readings that the ghost of a man what? is attached to the bed in oh this my room. God. Some people report feeling a tug on their clothing mm. or a quick tug or grasp of their hand mm. in this room. And it's described as if a child is trying to get your attention. Oh, child's so like, chair. Yeah. You're standing there, you're looking at something and your hand's hanging down and like someone gives mm. it a tug or they like <laughs> tug on your sleeve. So that's one of the things that's, you know, been talked about. And they even had an administrative assistant who worked for the paintings department in in 2010. She was on a video episode of a show called Minnesota Original. Her name is Nicole Wankel. And she and a friend decided to go to the Connecticut room because they'd heard stories about it being haunted and they were looking at the bed but didn't feel anything. And mm-hmm. she says she turned was looking at the child's chair, and as she was standing looking at the chair, her hands were down, and she felt a grasp, a little grasp of her hand, like a little hand on hers, and it ran down the length of her hand, and then it was gone. Whoa. And she said that was enough (laughs) to make her say, okay, I believe, and I need to leave now. (laughs) I believe, and I need Need to to leave. leave. (laughs) Maybe that's a good slogan. I like it. I like it. I I like it. (laughs) Um, So those are some of the things. um, I think that there's a lot of like mostly spiritual presence, Hmm. touching, and those curtains on that bed. Those curtains. Those were the main things. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so we visited the period rooms at Mia, and the first recording that we're going to share is of our visit to the Connecticut room. But before we play it, <laughs> I want to apologize to Katie for my insensitivity right before we went into the room. 
because you <laughs> were clearly hesitating and oh, yeah. you did not feel great about entering the room Mm-mm. and I kind of brush it off and I'm kind of like insistent that we get in there. <laughs> and so I apologize for that. I should have let you take, you know, I should have let you take your moment so I wanted to put that out there. Oh, it's okay. And it's also right. to our, you know, as you're listening, you're going to hear a reference to a creepy mirror mm. in another period room, the Queen Anne room, which we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. So this is what happened when we were in the Connecticut room. Wait, you don't want to go in? Here we are at the Connecticut room. What's wrong? I hate this room. Oh, why? I always try to avoid it when I volunteered here. Okay. And it's kind of hard to find, but like then you peek around the corner yeah, you... and then it's there and I, I see the bed. It is a little hard to find. Let's go in though. Something, something like We're going in together. me from walking over the threshold. <gasps> something like... It holds you back. It's hold, something is holding me back. Okay. But we're here. We're in it. Here we are. Now, it is colder in this room, but I would like to point out that there's some kind of ductwork coming into this room. Like, you can feel a draft. It does feel drafty. Is it from the fireplace? It might be from the fireplace. Yes. Now, here are, I want to point out some important things. The bed, which you can't miss. Katie, open your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. I, There's the bed. We've talked before. Oh my gosh! Everywhere you turn in this room, what? Um, these okay. paintings. The paintings are pretty terrible. Um, this draft coming. There's from a the draft fireplace. coming from the fireplace. The, the bed is draped in all black. Right. And it's really disturbing. And there's like a lump in the bed. Right. And I mean, that is another thing that I haven't really touched on is that there's a lump in the bed. It's kind of mounded up in the middle. So it looks like there could be someone in the bed. Yes. Which is strange that they would have it be that way. You know, I've thought about... Weren't they like yeah. stuffing their mattresses with like corn cobs? <laughs> <laughs> Was it a feather bed? Feathers? I don't hey? know. Hey, I mean, they didn't always have feathers. Uh, I don't know. I don't okay. know what's in that mound. But I mean, if the color of the bed was a different color, would it be so What if the scary? bed was all in white? I've just noticed, is there a pillow on there? Do you see a pillow that's like red or am I seeing things? We're going to have to approach the bed. No! Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, you can do it. I'll do it. There is no pillow on this bed. This is pretty firm mattress. It's a very small bed. I would say that oh, if I think it was the it's the headboard that I was seeing. This wooden. I've okay. Never yep. Been, I I hate this. I hate oh. being so close to this bed. Okay. Now <laughs> we are gonna go over here. Now here's the other object of interest in this room: the child's chair. It's a tiny chair. Right. Very tiny. Like, this would be for a two-year-old mm-hmm. or a, maybe a three-year-old. Yeah, it's got, it's and wooden. And I th- think that makes this a very touching object, that it's so old and it's so small. And you think of this small little person who would have sat in this chair. And yeah. this is the source of a lot of the stories. Mm. Um, 
what people have felt in this room. It's from the chair. Okay. So I would say it's more the chair than the bed. That's my opinion. The stories go. And we got these portraits over here. We have some a cupboard, and we have a little tea table, and then we have some a bunch of other chairs. Oh, and we have another <laughs> very disturbing mirror. I mean, this mirror might be worse. This might be worse than the Queen Anne mirror. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't want this mirror in my house. It's just very. Um, the silvering is um, coming off the backing, I think, so it's like very clouded. But then halfway up, it gets clear, so it has kind of like this feeling of a ghostliness to it. It would be great for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot of the groups have not found. It's very busy here, but not yes. in the Connecticut room. Nope. All right. Just so keeping people away. So we're going to take a moment here just to ask if there's anybody here. Say we come in peace with open hearts and curiosity. Is there anyone here? Can you give us a sign that you're here? Someone just came and looked in the room and was like, nope. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. <laughs> they were, nope, not coming in. Well, I'm not feeling anything today. How about you? Other than my general like Before discomfort yeah. in being in this room, right. nothing beyond that. There's nothing happening today. As I mentioned before, we made the rounds of all the period rooms while we were at Mia, and here are some field recordings from those rooms. Okay, we're standing at the threshold of the Duluth living room, uh, which is from the Prindle House, Duluth, Minnesota. My big thing about this room is that I feel like this is the haunted room. What makes you think that? Like a feeling? A feeling. Mm. And also, because everything in this room is authentic to the house, I believe. So this was all moved. The objects, the, you know, the furniture, the maybe not the curtains, but I feel like this is authentic. And it feels really ghosty to me. <laughs> And also, it's a room with no windows, and they they always have these reading lamps on that have fringes. Yeah, there's and a I Tiffany lamp. And I feel like if you just, like, turn your head really fast, you would see, like, maybe, like, a woman embroidering or a man smoking a cigar. It looks like there's some dust collecting on that table back there. Yeah, just dusty, very carved. A lot of green. A lot of dark green, dark paneling on the walls. I mean, really cool fireplace. 
like it's a cool room but if there was somebody lurking around i feel like this yeah. is where they'd be if there was a fire going or there was some sunlight <laughs> going in the <laughs> windows uh would that make you feel better because i feel like if there was a fire going that would be even creepier you think so there's no one in the room well. <laughs> Okay, the best thing would be if you were here in the evening and you walked by and you mm. saw a fire in the hearth. Now that is, that's top ghost. All right, we are here in the Tudor room. A lot of people, I think, like to call this the like Game of Thrones room. Oh, Game of Thrones room. room. Yeah, I can see that um, for sure. I don't really feel comfortable in this room. Really? Unlike the Duluth room, I could see myself like, like it's more cozy. This is not cozy, oh. this table. Maybe this is more of a dining room. We're dealing with a lot of hard surfaces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's no, there, no, there's two cushions on the, yep. each chair has a cushion, but otherwise it's all wooden backs, wooden mm -hmm. tables. It's very, oh, benches with no backs, which right. is never my favorite. Right, so more of a, like, a dining hall. Right, right. Uh, How are you feeling in this room? You know, I always try to get a creepy vibe in this room, and I never mm -hmm. do. It's, it's, my senses are not going <laughs> off in this room. Here we are in the Queen Anne room. Um, the main thing about this room that's unsettling is the mirror. And I always feel like I'm going to be standing in front of this mirror and I'm just going to see myself as a very old, old woman. Like I'm a hundred years old. It seems like that kind of mirror. There aren't, but there then it never actually happens. There's only one other painting on the walls in here, so it's like anytime you look in the mirror, it's like you're just seeing, you're just seeing the dark walls or like a the shadow of a closet. Yeah, or a doorway. Also, P.S. <laughs> these period rooms are hopping today. <laughs> there are so many people in the period rooms. I just can't believe it. Yeah, more than I've ever seen before. Georgian drawing. I just got goosebumps. Not, okay, why? I'm not sure what that's about. The temperature has not changed. No, it's actually <laughs> kind of warm in here. Um, so the main thing about this room are these portraits. They, they really bother me. The, the one over the fireplace of the children is a portrait of five children and then a weird bird. <laughs> I think it's like a, a pigeon. It's probably like one of those, like a train pigeon that can like return. Oh, a messenger. Yeah, a messenger pigeon. Um, I don't know. There's just something about portraits of children from a while, you know, yeah. long ago, that really bugs me. Similar to the Tudor Tudor room, not cozy. No, more not of a, you know, probably more of a sitting room. Um, I feel Welcoming like guests. this is probably missing like some kind of chaise lounge or some kind of sofa situation. I feel like they would have been a little bit more cozy. Mm -hmm. They're just, they have some wooden chairs and some wooden tables. So what is, you're, you're feeling like maybe this is one of the more haunted rooms. Could be, could be. 
Not sure where those goosebumps came from. Hey. High ceilings. We have some mirrors. I don't feel, I don't feel um, like claustrophobic in this room, but doesn't feel warm. So this is the French salon. <laughs> I love this room. So you, basically the, the experience of the French salon is it's from an old Parisian hotel. It's a room, and you, they have a recording here, and you can sit here and listen to the recording, and the lights change to show the time of day. And then when the sun goes after the sun goes down, the lights in the room, the chandelier and on the walls come on. So bonsoir. <laughs> they just said that. So because there's already voices and lights, I mean, it feel it doesn't feel scary. Mm -mm. No, nope. not scary. I don't. That's not the word I'm really looking for with any of these rooms. It's not like, ooh, these are fright fright dens. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's different levels of unease with yes, the rooms. That's a good way of describing it. And this one, I would say, is probably very low mm -hmm. on the creepy scale. Yep. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Um, it feels like you're in a ballroom. Like right. you can imagine being here right. at a party. Yeah. Um, it's very peaceful to sit here and listen to the sounds from morning, morning to night in Paris. So, Katie, <laughs> now that you've had some time to process, Ugh. what are your thoughts on the Connecticut room? Oh, man. Definitely haunted. Um, I used to volunteer. 100%. Uh, I used to volunteer at Mia uh, just as a, like, visitor experience volunteer. So, like, handing out maps and, like, answering questions. And so, um, it was a great place to volunteer because I was able to walk around the museum and visit my favorite paintings. And, um, I don't know when I first like heard that the Connecticut room was haunted, but I mean, I've always been hesitant to walk, to even walk by that room. And like, like when we visited that time, like there's something, there's something that just like stops me from walking over that threshold. threshold okay like something that just like slows me down yeah um I'm glad it's off the main drag I don't I like that it's kind of hidden really um, but why why do you well, like just because you wouldn't you like if I'm just well, walking around so I'm not necessarily gonna pass. I don't have to see it I don't see oh it. okay I don't know like that bed that bed is something, so this is interesting something. do you think that I guess a question we've talked about before, like if it, if it didn't have black, um, drapes and bedding on it, yep. would it be as scary? Um, I don't know. I don't think it would, but also I gotta, I gotta say something about this bed. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> so I don't, maybe this will not change your mind at all. Okay. But the bed is based on an 18th century example hmm. in the collection of the Wadsworth Athenaeum Museum of Art in Hartford, Connecticut. So 
this bed is a complete reproduction. <laughs> this bed never actually sat in anyone's home. Mm-hmm. And just to drive the point home, <laughs> I contacted the associate curator of textiles at Mia. Oh, nice. Who in the past had some curation responsibilities in the period rooms. So I was asking her about the bed and some of the other furniture but her response to my inquiry about the bed was, and I quote, Oh boy. Since the bed only uses modern prop textiles, it's not something that falls under my purview. Oh. So <laughs> my, I just wonder, knowing that this bed is a fake, yeah. does that change your mind? Uh, it does. It does a little. I don't. Knowing that it was never in, it was never in like a colonial right. home. I mean, I was a little shocked. Yeah. This bed has been so creepy to me for so long. Oh, so creepy. And then I was like, <clears throat> modern prop textiles. <laughs> I feel like we're breaking a big news story here. <laughs> so modern prop textile. The bed that gives everyone these chills and thrills. Is yeah. a prop bed. It's a prop bed. But I think it's just a distraction. And here's what I think. It's the child's chair. Mm, that's it. We think it's the bed. Right. Because it's the so bed is so impressive and it takes up looking, so much space. That but you it's don't, really the chair. I think it's the child's chair. Yeah. Um I think the strongest stories that coming out of this room are about the feeling of being touched or tugged on by a child. And I mm -hmm. feel like there's, uh, if there's something there, it's something attached to the chair, which is, mm -hmm. I feel weird saying that because I'm not sure how I feel about that. But um, if you look at this chair, I just feel like. It's l really little. It's so small. It's really little. Like for. Yeah. It's a, very, like not like a not like a child even like probably a six or seven year old would not no. be able to fit in that. It's you could like fit in that as a kindergartner. It's no. smaller than that. No. Um, and maybe some of the other objects in the room, like the mirror. Mm, yeah, mirror is creepy. Kids. Mirror is creepy. There'll be a um, photo on the Instagram. <laughs> Do which, you think, like, when they were create? Well, okay. So the room was created in when the twenty twenty nine. Okay, pretty much. But the bed. So was the bed in there from the get go? Well, that's you know that is unknown to me, but I think so. Okay, I think they just made this bed. They were like, yeah. Oh, they looked at a bed that was in this other museum. They're like, mm -hmm. that's what we want. Mm -hmm. Why they made it out of black, I don't know. <sighs> because if it wasn't black, I don't think you'd ever really have too many issues with this bed. Although that you can close the curtains, so it feels like someone could be hiding in it. <sighs> I mean, it's kind of like a lump up, in the middle. Oh, there's a lump. It, even so, if you get up, yeah. Even it, because it's so dark in there, because when you like. Even when you walk up to it, yeah, it's hard to see, like, what's, yeah, because there's kind of a lump and a pillow. It's hard to, like, see what's going on. Yeah, I feel like whoever made this bed has maybe a sick sense of humor because they're like, let's use black. Let's make a lump in the middle, and then you can close the curtains. They don't even tie them shut. Mm. I mean, which is something they could do to prevent yeah. that from happening. Um, <sighs> but, hey, maybe the person who made the bed... 
had some tragic end. Maybe. They're attached. They're the male spirit attached to this mm. bed. Who knows? It's the work. It's the craftsman. <sighs> Who the knows? Craftsman. So we got, we have Who a couple knows? of spooks in there. We have a child and the man. Or, um, you know, you got these portraits. They're pretty spooky. Maybe I can't I tried to the- look up the history of the women. Yes, I was like maybe I didn't that too much. I only maybe got maybe she's like, come back to visit her memorial that her maybe oh her. Josephine Cook. Josephine. That's the thing. Is it Josephine? Is she like this is my room and I'm gonna hang <gasps> out in here? Yeah, maybe. Um is it an accident that there's cold air coming from oh. the fireplace? Yes. I don't know. Is it Josephine? You know, the connection to fire? Of all the like places that event, I mean, I guess that does, now that I'm thinking about it, it makes sense. Although it's not a real fireplace. It's just like attached well, to the wall. That is but maybe true. the it's vent not a real fireplace. Just like. I think there is a vent there. <clears throat> yeah. It's a nice thing to think about for some reason. <laughs> Josephine <laughs> is in this room. Um, she could be, she could be tugging on hands. Uh-huh. Um, she could. She could. Maybe. So, so it's unknown, but yeah. I feel like you don't need to be as afraid of the bed. I mean, no one's saying you want to take a nap on this bed. Oh, hell no. <laughs> so let's talk about the other <clears throat> rooms. Um, okay. Of the other rooms, we've got the Tudor room. We've got yep. the Grand Salon. We've got Queen Anne, the Georgian drawing room, and Duluth living room. What 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 stands out to you? Which ones do you feel like <clears throat> might be haunted? Oof. Um. The only other. Okay. Well, I did get goosebumps. Oh, the in yes. the Georgian room. Yes, I don't know why because it's pretty. It's a pretty room. It's the ceilings are tall. It's well lit. It's well lit. Um, it has uh, kind of like light green mint walls. Mm-hmm. You can imagine like people socializing in there, yeah. playing cards. Um, yeah. How did you feel about the Georgian room? I I was. A little neutral on the yeah. Georgian room. I'm pretty neutral. I'm neutral on <clears throat> Queen Anne, except yep. for the mirror. Oh, that mirror. Yep. There's a mirror in the Queen Anne room, which, um, like I said in the audio, every time I look into it, I just expect to see myself <laughs> as like a hundred year old woman. Oh. Like it's a, a mirror that feels like it's going to reveal some truth. Mm. Like, you look into the mirror and it shows you how you die. Oh, God. Or it shows you, I don't know, maybe I'm a skeleton. Yeah. I have a hard time with that mirror. Yeah. There's not yeah. a lot else in the Queen Anne room. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, there's not a whole lot in there. It's just the mirror for me. And then um, the Tudor room, I think a lot of people feel like that room is scary and weird. Um I think it's just that the style of furniture was scary and weird. It's all yeah. carved. It's yep. heavy, heavy dark wood. Um, so yeah. And then my number one, <laughs> your number one haunted haunted period room. room. I know this is controversial. It's is because no one ever picks this room, <laughs> but I know why they don't. It's because it's you can't enter it. 
Right. You can stand at a barrier in the hallway and kind of look in and lean in, but you are not allowed to interact with this room because it is all period specific from a house in Duluth. It's got a lot of stuff in it. Knickknacks, a piano, (laughs) some sheet music, books, tables. I mean, it's just stuffed full and it's called the Duluth living room. And this (laughs) to me is a haunted room, (laughs) but I'm not saying like evil haunted. Okay, sure. I'm saying like when I'm standing there, I always feel like if I turn my head really quick, Mm. I'll catch something. Like a like a shadow or a spirit or like someone like a like a specter of a woman like embroidering. Yeah, <laughs> she's you know like doing okay. like it's 1906, so she's you know she's doing her her handwork. Yeah, the husband is smoking a pipe and reading oh. the paper. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I don't think like there's anything bad in the room. It's just like to me, it seems like dusty and it's dark mm. and it's full of stuff and like I feel like these people are still hanging out in there yeah I can like it is true that the other period rooms all have things from that period but something that's cool about this room is that it's all like you can picture you can picture what like just what you were saying people yes. reading in that room or playing the right. piano or it being has, by the it's like it has more of a connection to out. everyday life I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where to me, the other period rooms are kind of like, well, we have this chest and we're going to set it here. <laughs> we got this bed and we're going to set it here. But it doesn't feel like, oh, people just left. They oh, were here. Right. They just, but they just, they set their book down and they went into the other room or they left. That's what the Duluth living room feels like mm. to me. Like they're coming back. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just a collection of things that were kind of put together mm-hmm. maybe because they're of all of a same house they actually were together yeah yeah it's, it's easy to picture it's easy yes. to, easy to picture people living there. and if I were a guard there <laughs> I I mean it's not that I wouldn't want to I mean you it's right off the main hallway you're gonna walk by it a million mm-hmm. times if mm-hmm. you're if that's your shift if you're but I would always be looking in there. <laughs> Corner of your eye. You see something. I also really wonder, there's some lamps in that room, some reading lamps that are always on. Yeah. And I'm like, do you have to turn those off at night and turn them on in the morning? Like, I wonder if that's someone's duty to make like to sure go, that... They have to walk into it? Do you think? I don't know if they have to walk or into it or if there's a switch somewhere else and it maybe has <sighs> other stuff connected to it. That's um, a good question if they're on, maybe they're just on all the time. I feel like they shut them off at night. Hmm. And I wonder if they're ever just on in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> like you come in and you're like, oh, the lights are on again. Like That someone- would be neat to see what the museum is like in the middle of the night. Because we know that the security guards are walking around. But are they? Uh, I mean, are they maybe because I'm I not sure. Know. Um, I don't know they're if they're monitoring things, but I think they might do a walkthrough. I know mm-hmm. they're look, they're sitting and watching the screens down in the room, right. which, which leads me into another part of the story. <laughs> so, uh, in the spirit, haha, a full <laughs> disclosure, um, uh-huh. 
I used to work at Mia way, way back yes. in the depths of time. That's how I met my husband. He worked there too. Um, but he did two separate stints working at Mia. First, he was an assistant to a curator, and then he worked in the development department. And so he still has a few Mia connections. Yeah. And um, he reached out to someone who's been a guard at the museum for a very cool. long time. And the reason I asked him was hoping to make an introduction. Yeah. So we could get the guard's point of view. Mm. But this person <laughs> really has another angle on the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm going to read you <laughs> what they said. Okay. The allegedly haunted period rooms are thought of that way for a few reasons, none of which have to do with ghosts or haunting, and more to do with self-taught portraiture and temperature fluctuation and mm. distribution in that part of the building. Mm. I've had people actually crying and screaming angry at me for daring to suggest that there is a normal corporeal explanation for why they <laughs> saw what they saw. Oh, oh. I also, I also often wonder why they only see ghosts in the period rooms or Mrs. T in cream mm. silk, which is a supposedly haunted painting yep. portrait that's at the museum and not in the areas where we have tombs and actual with actual remains mm. in them. Um, the representations of living gods, uh, tomb objects acquired by questionable means. Which I think that is an excellent point. <laughs> I agree. And <laughs> really good point. I, so then they said, I actually had to develop a policy around ghosts. The janitors <laughs> would sometimes want to find some paranormal activity type business and would end up scaring the shit out of themselves, telling them there weren't any ghosts, wasn't going to help. So instead I had to tell them, don't bother the ghosts, please. This is their house, too. They aren't <laughs> here to entertain you or be exploited by you. If you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. Mm. <gasps> so just to give the other side I like of someone it. who's been there for many, many years as a guard. Yeah. They're not having it. Yeah. 100% not haunted. What That's did you say before temperature fluctuations self it was like self something self self-taught portraiture yeah, i don't know what he meant by oh that. i think or she it probably probably <clears throat> maybe talking about like we were talking about the portraits in that room oh so right maybe that portrait artist it seems kind of crude the paintings mm. because they probably weren't formally schooled. Got it. And so got it. And so it adds to the creepiness factor where mm -hmm. you're like, this doesn't mm -hmm. look quite right. This face is weird and it's haunted. Yeah. Maybe that's what that was. But um, yeah. just to give another view. Yeah. Um, a I lot of people it. come to the museum expecting to see these haunted rooms <laughs> <laughs> like we did. Yep. Um, so there's another view of it that it's basically bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think they're right on about, you know, why aren't the tombs or items that were found in a tomb talked about more? Right. Um, um, this is something else that I struggle with. Most of the ghosts that we hear about are European descent. 
Mm-hmm. I have never heard anyone talk about an indigenous ghost, a black ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always basically a white person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty interesting yeah. and something that you really have to look at. Yeah. They do have a lot of artifacts from Africa, from, mm-hmm. from you know, they have a very, very excellent Native American art yes. galleries. Yeah. Um, they have things from all over the world, but none of the stories from the museum ever touch on any of those areas. They're more about like the period rooms and some haunted yeah. paintings and then like areas of the museum. So it's just something, just something to put out there, you know, people, like people love a haunted house, right? So it's like, <laughs> The fact right. that like a period room is kind True. of like, a house. you know, it's, like, it's a house. Oh, it's like this it little mini part of a house. That could be a big part where you of it. maybe feel some of that. That could be a big part of it. And I know that the Mrs. T, um, who, which is a portrait of basically an old white rich, rich woman. <laughs> um, I know that that started in like the seventies when a guard who was down in the control room saw this woman walking through that area (laughs) and I don't remember the whole story but they he says he saw her walk by the window of the control room (laughs) and that she was wearing the dress so that's how that all got started (laughs) but it's not just Mia it's not just at that museum it's and it's it's everywhere like um I think we'll see this come up again in future episodes but um, there sure are a lot of Civil War, <laughs> gangster, uh, sad wife, uh-huh. prostitute ghosts. <laughs> yes. But um, as my husband Keith said to me this week, if ghosts were real, we would be flooded with very pissed off Native American ghosts who actually have something to be very upset about (laughs) and a reason to be restless, but that's not part of the narrative. And I think that sometimes we need to think about that and, and build that into (laughs) when you're thinking Mm -hmm. about a ghost story and you're feeling scared, like it's good to keep those things in mind. Like how is my cultural and societal like programming Mm. (laughs) playing into my fear Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I get into it too. Like I go in that Connecticut room and I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. ghosty in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I stand in front of the Egyptian mummy and I think, cool. Oh, <laughs> right? there's a real body, like a real oh. body. Yeah. So I wanted to go there. I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. I wanted to say, let's think about this people. I'm glad you did. But there's the other side of it, too, where um, it's pretty fun to go into these (laughs) period rooms and to see, like, what you think is creepy. Yeah. (laughs) So, for our rating (laughs) for the Connecticut room. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm going to ask. We're each going to give our rating just for the Connecticut room first. Okay. And I know we do this every time, <laughs> but this is more like, I mean, you can't say the night at Mia. Well, let's say for this one, 
Okay. Let's say for this one, this is the scenario. Someone has given you the opportunity to stay the night in the Connecticut room and sleep in the bed. You can leave the curtains open and the doors are open. Now, what is your rating Mm -mm. for how ghosty Mm -mm. would that experience be for you? Uh, You're by yourself. Uh, Four. Four ghosts. Four ghosts. Yep. Four ghosts for me. I think that's the highest rating. It's the highest so far. So far. So Connecticut room is high (laughs) up there I mean, I almost want to say five, but like, I don't, maybe there's like something. There might be something. There might be something even scarier that we encounter. I mean, I guess it might be a five (laughs) if you think you couldn't physically do it. I don't think I could physically do it by myself. It might be a five. It's it's a five. It's a five. Five ghosts. Sleeping in that bed, five. Okay, what? uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say three. Whoa. You're so brave. (laughs) Well, I think Uh, I could do it. Yeah. My real issue would be staying in the museum alone in Yes, that's kind of any room. That kind of like factors into it, right? Because it's like there's no doors, it's open, there's probably all sorts of. I mean, I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't love it. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, this is really fun. Could I do it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also, I think if you stayed the night there, who knows what you might see? Like, it might change (sighs) everything. What if you're in the bed? And you feel a child like jump into the bed with you oh and my curl up against you like, oh, I finally have someone to sleep with. I've been so scared. I've been waiting for someone to lie down in this bed. 1740. No, it's not true. The bed was made in the 20s. I've been waiting 100 years. Almost 100 years for someone to lie down in this bed and cuddle with me. Oh, it's very sad. That is sad. Okay. <laughs> now we're going to do this a game. A game? This is just for you. Okay. Speed round. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Same scenario. I'm going to yep. name off the yep. other period okay. rooms. All right. Same okay. scenario. Without a lot of thought, you give okay. me your ghost rating for each okay. one. Yep. Same scenario. Tutor room. Tutor room. Um, Three. Grand Salon. Ooh. One. Oh, Love it. It's beautiful. Love. Okay, yeah. If you are in Minneapolis, go see it. It's it is one of beautiful. my favorite places in the museum. Oh. Queen Anne room. Okay, that was the one with the mirror, right? Yeah. Um, Not a lot of furniture, though. Yeah. You'd have to put a sleeping bag on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that wooden creaky floor. Sorry, I'm not being speedy. Um, I guess uh two, two. Georgian drawing room. I'm going three just because I got goosebumps when I walked in there. Yeah, and Duluth (laughs) living room. Um, I don't feel. You don't feel the same way about it. I know way about it as you do. That's fine. I can see it being like cozy. Um, I go two. What would you rate that room, given that that's your top? That room is a four. I mean, I think I could physically do it. Yeah. But I would be on high alert. There would be no actually sleeping in there, I don't think. But there are books in there. There's books. So maybe I could, like, bring my book light and curl up with, like, some old... (laughs) 
the piano starts playing. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know what else would happen. The fireplace comes on. Um, yeah, I just don't, I don't really like that room. <clears throat> I mean, I, I do like it. And I don't like it. Very, a very weird relationship with the Duluth living room. <laughs> if you're in Minneapolis, go yeah. check it out and let us know your thoughts. <laughs> um, I guess that's, that's our show. That's our episode for yeah. today. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you want to send us a question or um, a haunted story that you have, you can email us at keepitghosty at gmail.com. We will have photos that, like we mentioned, um, yes. on our Instagram page at keepitghosty on Instagram. Um, and Let yeah. us know what you think of the bed. <laughs> and does, it th- does the fact that it's a reproduction change your feelings about this bed? Until yeah. next time. <laughs> Keep it ghosty. Keep it ghosty. Yay.